a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from Bishop Julius C. Trimble, plus an exciting announcement about Bishop Trimble's new podcast, To Be Encouraged. All of this on episode number 57 of the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Letter from the Birmingham Jail in 1963. He said, we are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. So whatever affects one directly affects all of us uh, indirectly. Welcome to the United Methodist People Podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to accomplishing the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And learn from the people making a difference in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and indeed, welcome to the United Methodist People podcast with Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. This is episode number 57, a very, very special episode as we have Bishop Julius Trumbull with us on our Be Encouraged segment of our podcast. And today, the topic is about the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday particularly the title of our of our podcast today is a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from Bishop Julius C. Trimble, where he will be outlining some of his thoughts about the significance of the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as we celebrate that during the week of January 16th. This is also a very special episode, and we're going to be talking about the launching of Bishop Trimble's new podcast called the Be Encouraged Podcast. We'll get into the details of that after our interview. We did want you to know that the purpose and the mission of the United Methodist People podcast is to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church through conversation and commentary. You can always head over to our website, unitedmethodistpodcast.com, and you'll find complete message notes of every uh, podcast that we do and connect up with some of our great uh, past episodes. We have over 50 of them where you can learn about many of the issues facing our church and many experts who speak to that, and quite a few of our episodes with uh, which have featured our Be Encouraged segment with Bishop Julius Trimble. Today, we're talking about Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And as always, we like to give some insights on what we feel and what we learn and what we can do about the topic at hand. And in our podcast today, Bishop Trimble talks about the feeling that we have, the emotion we have about understanding that Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Day is not about a figure kind of frozen on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial with the I Have a Dream speech. It's not a historical event only. It is about how that applies to today. And we must not be stuck in the past. We must see how that applies to our situation at hand now. We've got to feel that emotion and have the application going forward. Then we have to learn 
we have to learn about this ongoing chasm between the rich and the poor and how Dr. King's words were challenging in the 60s and they indeed are challenging today. And the most pertinent and persistent question that Bishop, uh, the Bishop Trimble lifts up is from the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is what are we doing for others? How are we serving others? And how is that lived out in our United Methodist churches? And how do we measure a life of service? We're going to, we just have a great conversation here today about service and about the legacy of Dr. King, but its application to our life now. And uh, Bishop Trimble really gives us some great insights into what this, uh, the impact and the influence of Dr. King has on our lives now, especially in the context of racial strife and uh, voting rights being challenged, all the things happening in our world uh, right now. Then after we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to talk about what we can do and what some actions we can take. And particularly, we're going to talk about the launching on February 1st of the Be Encouraged podcast. This is Dr. This is Bishop Tremble's own podcast and where he will be uh, the focus and his influence and his uh, sharing of his knowledge and insights in many topics will be what it is really all about. We're going to get into the details of what that's about and how you can connect up with that To Be Encouraged podcast uh, right away and prepare for the launch on February 1st. 2022. It's always been my pleasure to talk with and have a good conversation with Bishop Julius Tremble. He's my friend and he's my bishop. And on this day, it is fascinating to hear him talk about writing a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Listen carefully, learn, feel the emotion, and let's get into this topic at hand with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. With Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, it is our great pleasure and privilege on our Be Encouraged segment of our podcast to welcome Bishop Julius Trimble of the Indiana area of United Methodist Church to speak to us about being encouraged. Particularly today, we're talking about the encouragement and the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. So, Bishop, uh, welcome to our podcast today. Thank you, my friend Brad, and a happy new year to you and to all those persons who are listening to the podcast. And also on this day, uh, as we are releasing this on uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, birthday holiday, we also acknowledge that uh, holiday as well and and know that it's a time for reflection and a time for service. Tell us about uh, what kind of things we can be thinking about for the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. I think we need to reflect upon the words of the uh, modern-day prophet, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., yes. who, said in, who said injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I really like what follows that. This is part of a piece he wrote from the letter from the Birmingham jail in 1963. He said, we are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. So whatever affects one directly affects all of us uh, indirectly. Uh, and that's consistent, uh, not just with his message, but, but with the Christian message uh, that we are all part of one human family, blessed by God uh, and endowed with sacred worth. Hmm. I know that uh, that is awesome. And it's also his letter from the Birmingham jail, as you mentioned that, is that I believe that's, is that pretty much a direct quote from his? Uh... That's pretty much a direct quote yeah. uh, from 
he he used that uh, on other occasions in other speeches, but I think that's the one that most most prominently uh, quoted from the from his letter from the Birmingham jail, nineteen sixty three. Isn't that amazing? Then we go back. I know the Martin Luther King Jr. started his uh, public um, uh, ministry or public addresses to the country regarding civil rights and uh, racial. Uh, uh, racial discrimination uh, all the way back in the 50s. So we're talking about over 50 years of a legacy from, Martin, from uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. And he spoke to us in I Have a Dream speech and all our legacies here that we celebrate today. But one of the things that you are involved with or you're, uh, you're doing is you have written a letter or you have an approach about writing a letter from your perspective to Martin Luther, to Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., so tell us a little bit about that. What are the kind of things you want to say with him as reflections on what's going on in our world right now? Uh, I'll share a little of some portions of a draft that I've started. Uh, to, last year, I wrote a letter to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is consistent with the tradition. Actually, uh, I'm following the legacy of one of our predecessor bishops who served here in Indiana and at, in the Illinois Great Rivers Conference, Bishop Woody White, whom you would know well, Brad, uh, yes. who, who wrote annually a letter to Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, I wrote this letter this year, uh, marking the beginning of a third year of a global pandemic. Uh, if Dr. King would have been alive today, he'd be, I believe, 94 years old. Hmm. Uh, but he's now cheering us on, as we say, from the great cloud of witnesses in heaven. But we are beginning celebrating the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. in 2022 as we enter into a third year of a global pandemic where over 5 million citizens of the human family have died and over 800,000 people in the United States have lost their lives to COVID. Uh, It's impacted every aspect of society. And I write to Dr. King, as wealth and income disparity widen the chasm between the rich and the poor, we live with your challenging words today. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Hmm. Uh, Dr. King always raised that for the church and for those persons who would be elected to office or, or any, any citizen. What is it that we are actually doing for others? Uh, because that is the measure. Your words, Dr. King, and your witness speak loudly both to the church and society, to elected leaders at every level of the government. What are we doing to ensure that the welfare of all citizens and the common good are not sacrificed on the altar of partisan politics and selfish pursuit of power plus profit? Too often, I think we keep uh, Brad, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. frozen on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And we quote quote excerpts of the I Have a Dream speech. And we forget how much he talked about uh, eradicating poverty, uh, bringing peace uh, to the world, obviously ending the Vietnam War, uh, and and ensuring, here's a contemporary thing in which my letter will include, ensuring the right of all citizens to have easy access and protection of, their, of the ballot, the yes. right to vote. Well, that was such a, such a key of the civil rights uh, movement was the right to vote and desegregation, labor rights, all those type of things. And what do you think he would say about the circumstances now, about progress made or progress not made 
uh, in our world now compared to when he was, you know, active. What, what do you think his observations would be, Brian, as you reflect about this, about our state of our world right now? I think he would be appalled and, and, and very, very much uh, a part of the movements that uh, are seeking to address the uh, uh, police reforms, uh, the, the, the number of shootings of black men and women by, by uh, police and others. Uh, I think he would very much be uh, a part of the movement to uh, guarantee voting rights. Um, uh, and and it, 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 in 1957, Brad, he gave a speech, give us the ballot. Uh, yes. And that was, he, he was talking about voting rights. But did you know it took eight years before the voting rights uh, 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 legislation was passed in 1965, I believe. Sure. So, so that kind of points to sometimes how long it takes for real change to take place. But since then, since 1965, some of those guarantees that have been ensured in the Voting Right Voting Right Act of 1965 have been eroded by uh, Supreme Court decisions, but also by state legislators that have changed the laws as it re- relates to to voting rights. So I think Dr. King today would be very much, very much not only concerned, but one of the voices advocating for the guaranteeing free and fair elections, not just in the United States, there are going to be a lot of elections globally in 2022 and in 2024 around, around the globe. Uh, So we, we think about our only election, but there are a lot of, there will be a lot of elections uh, that will determine probably the, the ways in which we are able to uh, work cooperatively around global challenges, including climate crisis and this global pandemic. Well, you know, as you uh, mentioned this, it's just interesting that, you know, he started uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. started his ministry in 1955 or six thereabouts as a very young man. And he persevered for many years before civil rights uh, legislation came through. And then, of course, he died very young man at age 39. And so I think it says a little bit about perseverance and didn't matter what you start, what, what age you are when you start, and to keep at it. Do you think there's some lessons we can learn from him to apply to our world right now about persevering, regardless of the circumstances or the obstacles that are before us? Absolutely. And I think another lesson might be when we are called, will we answer? Those of us who are clergy all have a call story. At some point, we felt the nudging of God, a call of God. Sometimes it came through other persons who mentored us, but we answered that call. Uh, Dr. King, as you stated, began his ministry uh, in the in the early 50s, he pastoring church, a church in Montgomery, Alabama. He was propelled to, uh, to kind of to public public leadership because of the uh, Montgomery bus boycott. Yes. Uh, and after that, of course, he continued to be thrust and then he but he accepted that call uh, to, to public leadership uh, as as a as as I want to say, a Christian prophet uh, for 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 the civil rights movement. And let's be honest, uh, he by doing so about being thrust or but accepting the call to that. He put himself uh, literally as a target for persecution, it being, you know, we've mentioned already his letter from the Birmingham jail. And we've also, you know, we all are very aware that he was assassinated. And of course, there was lots of other incidents and, you know, uh, 
bad, bad things that happened to him and threats on his life and so on and his family. Say a word about that, about um, some lessons we can learn from that in the midst of some of the challenges we have now to, you know, there's some rough stuff that's happened in the world right now. How can we persevere in the midst of some slings and arrows coming our way? Well, doing the right thing doesn't always mean doing the easy thing or it does not mean uh, it will not be without some cost or some threat. Certainly uh, to be prophetic in the way in which Dr. King was in the way in which many of us may, may be called to be in this present moment uh, brings, brings a certain amount of vulnerability. You know, his, his home was bombed, his, his family and children and his wife were threatened uh, and uh, Dr. King ultimately was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, while we, I don't necessarily believe that uh, that we we have to be assassinated or 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 maybe be martyred in the sense in that sense, I do think to stand on the right side of history does uh, make you vulnerable not only for criticism uh, but also some t- in this current reality for violent threats as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would say to clergy and church leaders right now in terms of of, uh, leadership in such a time as this? I think he would challenge church leaders and challenge the church as he did then. I think he would be, uh, uh, today, obviously, he lived in a certain, he lived and led in a certain period in history. I think he would be on the forefront of of gender equality, equality for LGBTQ persons, as his widow was at the time of her before she died, Coretta Scott King, I think he would be advocating for addressing climate crisis. And I think he would expect the church to be doing exactly that thing, that we would embrace uh, 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 Christian hospitality, we would embrace prophetic witness, uh, we would embrace uh, the, the lessons of Jesus Christ from the Gospel of Luke when he said, I have come uh, to preach good news to the poor, the least to the captives, uh, and to ultimately declare that this is the present year of the Lord. The challenge to Christians uh, is, uh, uh, he often talked about this and wrote about this, was the whole notion of conformity, that Romans passage, you know, be not conformed to the world. Uh, conformity, he often said, was more evident in the church. Too often, these are his words, too often blessing the patterns of majority opinion, and I paraphrase this, and yes, even oppression. So he had a critique. He was a child of the church, obviously the son and grandson of preachers uh, and a preacher himself, but he did not let the church off the hook and say, we should be engaged in not blessing the patterns of those who are oppressing, but advocating on behalf of those who are marginalized, those who are left out, those who are looked over, those who are oppressed. And so his challenge was always for the church to be more than just a place of worship, but a place of transformation. I think he would, I think he would find some kinship to our, our mission to making disciples of Jesus Christ. He would really say, we, I want to see how you are transforming the world. How you doing? You know, we kind of forgive yeah. you know, how we actually, uh, graded and out, so to speak, on, on accomplishing our, our, our mission. 
So you mentioned there the Romans uh, passage of scripture. It seems to me that that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was being more about being formed in Christ and how that's lived out in our world rather than being conformed by the world and by other other forces. Do you, do you think there's any other scriptural themes or uh, passages that come to mind as we think about the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and as it applies to our world right now? I think he leaned heavily, Brad, uh, other scholars. I'm not a I'm not a King scholar per se, but other scholars, I think, would agree with me. I think he leaned heavily on the moral ethic and the moral imperative of love. And he drew directly from scripture when it comes mm-hmm. to that. So whether it was first Corinthians, when I first uh, uh, Corinthians, the greatest gift is love or first John. Uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect fear. Uh, a perfect love cast out fear or let us love one another to love God and everyone that loves loveth is born of God. So Dr. King quoted heavily and leaned heavily on the moral imperative of love, the moral ethic of love and the scriptural foundation uh, that drove the prophetic witness that he shared. And in his prophetic witness, it was really lived out, among other things, by the whole approach of nonviolence and of uh, still being kind of a persistent thorn in the flesh of those powers that be that would be uh, objectify that, but not be, uh, you know, be an advocate of peace and love rather than be an antagonist. Uh, say a word about that, about how that kind of went against the grain with a lot of folks thought of, and maybe how that can apply to our world now. I think uh, I think he still would embrace unapologetically uh, uh, the, the non nonviolence, both as uh, both as a, an ethic, but also as a strategy. And I think he would say, uh, I think we would have to learn, and we have learned. It impacted it impacted uh, struggles for justice throughout the world the whole nonviolent soul force movement. And he would, he, he would probably say that this is, this is radical. Uh, this is a radical response to injustice, nonviolent protest that brings to light those things that make us unequal, uh, that, that, uh, uh, that contradict equity uh, and, and equality. Uh, so I don't think he would back away from that. Some people are saying, this is not a time to turn the other cheek. I think Dr. King would say this is a time to press for change and not turn on those people, uh, make those who hate us our enemies. Well, you know, as we uh, think about what the circumstances are in our world the last year or two, and uh, I'm thinking back to the, uh, you know, to the insurrection, the riots of about a year ago, and, and I'm just not seeing how violence is really accomplishing a whole lot. <laughs> really, other than complete division, and we see antagonism going on in our world right now. And it seems to me that although it would be criticized, the nonviolent approach of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was also effective over time. And of course, he ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize basically for this approach. What do you think? Do you think it's still effective? I think it. I think it is effective. I think pretty much the Black Lives Movement. Uh, has been nonviolent. Yes. Uh, pretty much uh, the uh, uh, the advocacy for LGBTQ rights 
has been nonviolence. The, the, the continued effort uh, for gender equality has been nonviolent. The, the union, the history of the union movement, although there, there's documented violence in the history of the union movement, but the, but the right for people to, to exercise, uh, organize, exercise organized labor has been, for the most part, a nonviolent effort of democratic approach, voting and the opportunities to vote whether or not you want to have unions or whether you want to have collective bargaining rights. So I think nonviolence has proven to be effective. Uh, and sometimes it has it has not eliminated the violence that's been directed towards persons who are often struggling for equality. And mm-hmm. there are, let's be honest, there are examples of, of, of radicalism on the left and on the right uh, where you do, we have seen violence, but we've not seen it result in any good fruit. <laughs> it's hard to... Uh... Hard to get your head around sometimes how uh, when violent action does take place, how it just leads to generally more violence, and that's not healthy to uh, making peace. But your theme, Bishop, is always about being encouraged. And some of what we've talked about here around Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is uh, been you know serious stuff to talk about because we we're talking about racism and, and the non nonviolent approach to uh, justice and so on. Um, but we know we do have a Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday to celebrate. So let's talk for a minute about what are signs of hope? What are signs of encouragement? What do you think Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. would see as signs of hope and encouragement? And what do we celebrate on a holiday, which has been around for, I don't know, 40 years or so now, something like that. And uh, what are we, what is our signs of encouragement and hope and uh, vision in this moment when we do have some challenging times? Yeah, if you recall, Brett, Dr. King never really advocated for a holiday after him or, or for anyone else for that matter. It was post his death. And with a lot of, with a lot of leadership from Coretta Scott King, his widow, and people like, uh, um, Stevie Wonder, the the artist, uh, musical yes. artist Stevie Wonder, who for a, took a number of years before the holiday came into place. Mm-hmm. I never will forget hearing uh, Coretta Scott King and others say that the holiday was never meant to be just a day off to celebrate his life, but it was to be a day of activity and action, of public service. In fact, there are still places throughout uh, uh, through the United States. One of our sons does this. In celebrating the King holiday, he goes and volunteers at a food pantry uh, or does something else to that. To that, So it's always meant to be a, a day of study, reflection, but also a day of action, a day of service. Not just a day off from work and a day off from school, but a day to actually implement and impact a society for good, to, to help bend the arc of justice. Uh, to help bend the moral arc towards towards justice. And so I often have to remind myself, I'm planning to go to a Martin Luther King Jr. celebration this year, and I know it will be a celebration, but I'm also thinking, what are the things, because of the pandemic, maybe not so much, but I do have some things uh, that I want to do, drop off some things that I need to drop off to give away, mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe I'll do that on, on the King Day. 
Yeah, day of service and reflection. And so I want to ask you to reflect for just a moment. I want to give you a scenario that you may or may not have uh, encountered personally, but then to give us just some moments of reflection to kind of close this part of our conversation. Have you ever been bishop to the uh, King Memorial in Washington, D.C.? Have I ever been there? Yes, I have been and I just, I, I, maybe this is another, have you been to the uh, King Kennedy Memorial in downtown Indianapolis from the the park where it was, where, where Robert Kennedy? Uh, yes, talked, yes. Have you been to that memorial? I've been to both those places and find them to be quite emotional and quite uh, stirring just personally. I just like for you to reflect for a minute personally, either out of those experiences or out of something else about how this uh, uh, remembrance of Martin Luther King Jr. means to you as a pastor, as an African-American man, as a father, as a son, as all of this, and as and being a citizen of our world right now. Reflect with me some of the thoughts or emotions you might have as we close this part of our conversation. I think these memorials uh, are very helpful to remind us to call us to our higher self. Uh, and they really, really reflect on the question the great question that uh, that King asked, you know, what are we doing to benefit others? What are we doing? Uh, every man must decide whether to walk in the light. I think today we would say every man or woman must decide whether to walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. Both King and Kennedy uh, talked about that. You know, we have a choice. Uh, and that choice is, and when I go to these memorials, I think about that. I think about, okay, what what little light can I shine? You know, let your light shine. So, what little part can I do that will make it that will make a difference? And uh, um, I find that to be extremely moving. Well, I find that to be moving as well. And, and you mentioned about shining a light on the world right now. And one of the things that uh, I'm excited about, uh, Bishop, is that you have chosen to shine your light in a, uh, another manner in terms of soon you're going to be launching your very own podcast. You've been, it's been, a, been such a pleasure and a privilege to have you as a guest on, on my podcast, United Methodist People podcast, on a number of occasions over the last uh, couple of years, really. And that's been an awesome privilege. But uh, out of this, you, you particularly and you and I have worked together on launching a new podcast called be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble, and we're going to be, uh, we're recording this in mid-January and about February 1st of 2022. That's going to become a reality. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you envision happening on your podcast, Be Encouraged uh, podcast. What do you, what's your vision for that podcast? Thank you, Brad. Uh, one of the blessings of being on, on this part of your podcast, United Methodist podcast, has been to build friendships with you and and also, I think uh, by extension, friendships with those who, who listen to the podcast. I have a mission statement, which is to encourage all people with the love of Jesus Christ to rise to their highest potential. I'm looking forward to the podcast because this will give me a platform and those who will join me a platform to encourage literally thousands of people to rise to their highest potential with the love of Jesus Christ. I'm quoting King again here. Uh, and, and I'll be talking about Dr. King and others in the Be Encouraged broad, uh, a podcast as well. He says, we may have all come on different ships, but we're all in the same boat now. Mm. And I think you and I, Brad, we, we, we have some things in common, including our 
school and background, but but you've welcomed me in, and I think we would recognize there may be things that you and I might differ on uh, uh, politically or theologically or ideologically, but we are in the same boat as part of the human family. And the the Be Encouraged podcast is really going to lift that up, how we are all in the same boat. We have different perspectives. We have different stories. Those stories are worthy of being heard. Uh, and we want to engage in some in some conversations around the Christian church, the future of the United Methodist Church, uh, higher education, church and society. What are those matters that impact church, our spiritual walk with God, as well as our impact on uh, the world? I believe it's Cornell West and, and others who have said that justice is love played out in the public square. So I hope that we'll be talking about justice, talking about love and what it means for us to really build beloved community. Looking forward to people joining on the Be Encouraged podcast. Well, I think it's gonna be great. And besides your comments on all these areas that you mentioned here, and I'll be involved with some of the conversations as well. But we're also, we will be bringing in some really wonderful guests to be a part of our, our podcast to speak to some of the matters that we are, we're talking to. And I think that's going to be a wonderful thing as well on peace and justice issues, human sexuality, pastoral care, any number of things. We'll be having some experts joining us. And that'll be a part of our conversation uh, as well. So that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, let me just share with you uh, uh, how people can get connected to the Be Encouraged uh, uh, podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. And after that, I'd like for you to close us with a prayer, if you will. I just, so here is what the the, the, the uh, situation is, uh, friends, as we get ready to launch the uh, To Be Encouraged uh, podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. Really want to invite you to go to the website for uh, for the new podcast, which is tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. That's where you're going to find the podcast. It's already there. A trailer episode is there. If you're listening to this uh, prior to February 1st, and on February 1st, and then uh, each subsequent Tuesday, then the plan is to for us to have a new episode with Bishop Julius C. Trimble speaking to the matters of the that we have talked about here to be to be uh, encouraged with to live out his uh, mission statement, and then to do that. And you will also so you can find it there at the website to beencouraged.com, but it'll also be on Apple Podcast and pretty much all the other podcast directories. And then we'll let you know there'll be it'll also be on Facebook and some other places as well. You can make a connection uh, to that. But we're excited about it. Getting going February 1st will be the launch date of the To Be Encouraged with with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop, anything else you want to share? And then if you can have a prayer for us. Well, I know uh, that people out there are uh, struggling and celebrating. Uh, Life is a mixture of joys and sorrows, ups and downs. I just want to tell people, hang in there. Hang in there. Be be gracious with yourselves, uh, particularly during this long uh, season, protracted season of a pandemic. Be gracious to yourselves and be kind to others. Uh, It won't cost you any more money to be kind to others. Let us pray. Loving God, for the gift of this day and this new year, we give you thanks and praise for the opportunity to reach people across the globe 
with a word of hope, with a word of health, the word of love. Oh God, we thank you for the blessing of life, for the gift of friendship, and for the for the prophetic witness of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And, and most, most of all, oh God, for the transforming love and salvation through Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for friends old and new, and for those who may feel that they are alone. We send this word. Be encouraged. Many thanks to Bishop Julius C. Trimble for our conversation today, revolving around the life and legacy and present uh, impact of the life of Dr. Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. as he shared about his letter to Martin Luther to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I hope that you learned and you can apply in your local church setting and in your life one simple fact to serve and to live a life of service. That's one of the things we try to do here on the United Methodist People podcast is to serve the needs and the folks in the United Methodist Church, clergy and laity alike during some uh, challenging times that we have with challenges in our church and in our world. And our idea is to strengthen the good things, the positive things, and the things we have going on in our church, not to shy away from the controversies and the difficulties, but to uh, address them. One of the pleasures I have had in the years I've been doing this podcast is what has happened the last couple of years, really, when uh, we've had our Be Encouraged segment with uh, Bishop Julius Trumbull. And I want to give you just a little background on that and how that will lead us to the next phase, the next stage of what's going to be happening with the launch of the B, of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Trimble. In March of 2020, we all know that our, all of our worlds turned upside down in mid-March when uh, we all suddenly had this COVID crisis come crashing down. We all ended up, you know, uh, going to cocoon in our homes and other places and being isolated. And, you know, we had all kinds of things happen. It was a pretty scary time, and it still is is an ongoing uh, thing that we have to deal with. During that time, Bishop Trumbull reached out to me knowing that I had a podcast where I was speaking to the needs of United Methodist people through the United Methodist People podcast. So I got a call from him in late March of 2020, and, and he and I have known each other since seminary days. We went to Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary together in the 1980s, and we graduated uh, together. And so we've known each other quite a while. And he uh, just asked me, what can we do about this? How can I get the word about out, about uh, uh, to help people, to give people a sense of um, presence and peace during the anxiety, especially in the first weeks of the pandemic? And so we talked about it and said, well, let's just record a podcast together. And so we did. And so we did a number over the course of the last two years. We have done uh, many podcast together. We call it the Be Encouraged segment of the United Methodist People podcast. And I know you've heard many of those and heard uh, some of the guests we've brought on, uh, seminary presidents, people involved with uh, church and society issues and racial harmony issues and all kinds of other things. We've brought on other guests as well. And it's been a fascinating, it's been a great experience. It's been a great experience for myself. I believe it has been for Bishop Trimble. And I know from the response I've had from many of you, many of you have appreciated that so much. He's spoken to with power many of these issues. But in the course of time, it became more and more evident that Bishop Trimble was quite uh, willing and capable and wanted to take this to the next step. 
So not too long ago, he and I talked about the possibility of him launching his own podcast, which will also eventually have a YouTube channel as well. And we decided to put that together and call it the To Be Encouraged podcast, which, of course, is based on uh, on Bishop Trimble's uh, mission statement. And many of you know that, but I just want to rephrase it here. To encourage all people with the love of Jesus Christ to raise them to their highest potential. In short, to be encouraged. And so I'm excited. I'm excited. I am excited to announce to you that this is coming to fruition. On February 1st, 2022, we're going to officially launch the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. It's going to be available on at the website tobeencouraged.com. It also will be available on Apple Podcast. You'll find it on a, we'll have a, we have a Facebook page set up for this podcast. It'll be also on all the other podcast uh, directories and you'll be able to find it just about anywhere. You can go to the search engines and type in to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, and you should be able to find it. But the good thing is we're also going to give you links in our show notes about it here today. What I want to share with you is this is going to be a really great opportunity for Bishop Trimble and for myself to speak into your life even more in depth. Bishop Trimble, as you know, is really concerned and really uh, engaged in the issues that are facing our world right now, particularly in the United Methodist Church. And he's spoken to it in our podcast here, United Methodist People. But he's going to speak to it even further about, you know, about his real personal relationship with Jesus, about theology, about some biblical studies. About certainly, we're going to talk about the pandemic, and and one of the things that's on his mind and heart is the environment and care of our creation. Voting rights is heavy on Bishop's heart as is mine, and racism. And many of us know that his uh, he's been involved with the issues around human sexuality in our church, and certainly the state of the United Methodist Church. One of the great things about uh, Bishop Trimble is he doesn't shy away from any issue. And he's going to dig into it. And I'm going to be part of this process, too. I'll be uh, hosting and guiding many of the podcast episodes. And uh, we also will be bringing in guests. We'll be bringing in other theologians and other bishops and other people in the church, lay folks and other folks who are leaders in uh, in society and culture and other aspects of life, business and politics and environment and, and uh, the COVID crisis, other things that are out there. We're going to bring in folks to talk to and be part of this conversation. We want you to be a part of the conversation conversation too. We really want you to be connected to what's going on. So let me share with you how you can get connected right away to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. I really want to encourage you to get a good start, help us get a good start on this podcast so we can make a big impact. To head over to the website, to be encouraged, that's T-O-B-E, dot com. That's where the To Be Encouraged podcast lives. Now you follow the podcast there and follow it there and then share others about that website. Then also go to the links uh, for the Apple podcast. Now you're going to find the links to that on our show notes from our podcaster today and also on the show notes that are there at uh, you know, to be encouraged. So you go to Apple podcast, you follow the podcast on Apple and you write a review, which is just a few lines saying what you like or how it's impacted you. And you give it a five-star review. Now, right there is going to help what they call the algorithms, which helps other people find the podcast. Right now on 
the To Be Encouraged podcast. If you're listening to us prior to February 1st, there is a trailer episode there, and you can listen to that and get a good start. And we encourage you to do just that. But the idea there is to share that with others. Share it there with Apple on Apple Podcast uh, and on Facebook. Go there to the Facebook page for the for the Be Encouraged podcast. Find ways to follow uh, the podcast there. We will put links in the show notes of today's program, the United Methodist People podcast. It's our Facebook page or our uh, website uh, show notes will be at United Methodist podcast.com slash zero five seven. And there'll be links there for the website to be encouraged.com for Apple podcast and also for the Facebook page. Then the idea then is to share that with other people as well. We really uh, want to help this be a good success. And like anything else, if you start fast, that's a good thing. Here's what you are going to know. You're every week when we get together to, with Bishop Trimble, and the idea is to is to produce a podcast episode every Tuesday, uh, starting on Tuesday, February first. You're going to hear his in, his insights about the things that matter in our church, because he loves to talk to people and be an encouraging person, even during these discouraging times, and to be an insightful person and help us to dig a little deeper as well. You know why? Because he loves Jesus Christ and he's encouraged by Jesus Christ in his life, and he can be an encouraging influence and impact in yours. I hope that you will do so. Now, I also hope that you'll stick with me on the United Methodist People podcast at unitedmethodistpodcast.com. We're going to be putting some new podcast art on our podcast. We're going to be talking about many issues facing our church. We're really going to be shifting our focus on United Methodist People towards the events of 2022, particularly General Conference, and what is next steps for our church moving forward. We're going to really focus on that this year, bringing guests and other folks to speak to this issue. And we all love the church, don't we? We all love God first, and we all love the church, and we want to see what's best, and we want to see uh, what we can do. And I hope, in one way or another, we can work at strengthening the connection, however things shake out. And one place we can start that is by talking to one another through conversation and through commentary. That'll be the part of our focus here. So you'll need see on the United Methodist People podcast, you'll see some new podcast art, and then you'll also see some new episodes pop up, and you'll also see a focus on the events of 2022. Hope you'll follow me there, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. But I'm going to be with, I'm going to be with you also on the, on the To Be Encouraged podcast where Bishop Trimble and I will be working together on that. So we're going to have a lot of fun together. Let's have a lot of fun together, even the midst. And out of chaos can come creation, right? Out of chaos can come creation. And that's what I'm looking to see happen as we move forward in faith to see what God can do. After all, we're following Jesus Christ, who is the, you know, the creator, the ultimate creator of everything, right? And then we also are uh, followers of the teachings of John Wesley. And John Wesley went through all kinds of trail, uh, travails and troubles in his life. We all, almost everyone listening to this podcast is a student of Wesley. You know what he went through on his travels to the to America, to Georgia, and his situations with the Native Americans and the settlers there. Things didn't always go right, and things didn't always go well for him. But eventually, what? His heart was strangely warmed, and he knew that Jesus Christ was his Lord indeed. And that's where I want us to focus here on the United Methodist People podcast going forward, and certainly on the To Be Encouraged podcast moving forward. We're all about really doing God's will and following on our theme here today of being in service to others. What's the church for if we can't serve others? 
And my hope and prayer is that however things shake out this year, I will certainly be a friend and connected to people like Bishop Tremble, who are speaking a word of encouragement in these challenging times. And I'm certainly going to do my part in the United Methodist People podcast to help us not only deal, deal with, the, with the hard issues, but to find a pathway forward, to find a pathway forward to see what, what that can be. That's what Jesus would do, right? We're all about resurrection and new life and eternal life of Jesus, and certainly in the life and teachings of Wesley. He was all about continuing to always do all the good that you can. So let me leave you now, friends, with this on this episode, episode number 57 of the United Methodist People podcast, with a quote from John Wesley. You'll recognize it, and I invite you to take it to heart as we close this uh, chapter on the United Methodist People podcast. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Thanks so much for listening to the United Methodist People podcast with Rev. Dr. Brad Miller. You can continue the conversation and commentary about strengthening the connection in the United Methodist Church to accomplish our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Visit the United Methodist People podcast on the web at unitedmethodistpodcast.com and connect at facebook.com slash unitedmethodistpodcast. And always do all the good you can.